Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and we are here today with Kira Taborn. Kira is an astrologer, an educator, and a creative passionate about intersectionality and accessibility within the astrology community. She does a whole bunch of different stuff that we're going to talk about today and is most recently the new director of Fresh Voices in Astrology, which I'm excited for us to talk about. Kira, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting to be on. So thank you. So Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Kira, also known as Shakira. Either or is fine. (laughs) Both are my names. And yeah, I'm an astrologer. I call myself a creative because I went to art school, but (laughs) I don't necessarily (laughs) make art. So yeah, I'm a creative person. And what do I do? I do a lot of different things. Primarily, I am like a consulting astrologer and give readings to clients. And that is what I love to do the most probably out of all the things I do. I don't know. I love to do everything I do, but that's <laughs> that's something that really like fuels me and I feel really good doing it. So yeah, I do that. I also, what else? I write. I haven't written in a while besides like one piece that I agreed to do this year, but I, I've been kind of taking a backseat from writing because it is so laborious. I don't know. Is that a word? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do write. What else? I am the director of Fresh Voices. So Fresh Voices is a platform. It gives a platform for younger or newer up-and-coming astrologers to host webinars. And usually it's people that you won't see on the regular conference circuit or, you know, hosting webinars of their own. They're, they tend to be a lot younger or and or just like lesser known. And so that's something I'm like super, super excited about. I took that over a couple months ago, I guess earlier this year from Tony Howard, who, who was the founder and who also founded Astrology University. So I do that. And another thing I do, I haven't done in a bit, but when I was living in New York and, you know, pre-COVID times, I was, I really like to organize um, monthly get togethers of astrologers. So I was doing that a lot for about two years in New York, I guess more like a year. Yeah. A year and a half, two years. And was hoping to do that over here on the West Coast. I, I'm still planning on doing that once once that's like possible again. But yeah, I really love to just like get astrologers together so that we can speak our language to each other. Um, I host like a monthly meetup via Patreon, a virtual monthly meetup for in- astrology enthusiasts. And yeah, I don't know. I do webinars and I really like to teach and I'm working on a course to launch next year too. So yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, my, my ears peak up, forgot that like, let's talk about courses. Yes. <laughs> but something that I, I'm glad you shared with us, because something that I've just observed in your work is you seem to be very like, you're, you're like a connector person, <laughs> like, a, yeah. like a very community focused. And it's like, like you are like a, like a, like a connecting node in the astrology universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something I mean, for anyone who's astro literate, I do have my Mercury is exactly conjunct by Midheaven. So Mercury is this planet about making connections and it's thinking and writing, communicating, but really what it comes down to is like connecting things. And with that being at this important point in my chart having to do with like how I'm known, which is also things like career and vocation and stuff. Yeah, I'm very much someone who is a connector. I I was, I've always been this way. Like I was, I planned prom and I was like the captain of my crew team. Like I've always been someone that kind of wore a lot of different hats and is very community focused. I think it's so exciting to, to see that work. And I'm, I'm not a connector node. I am like on the corner <laughs> hiding kind of person, but especially with, with COVID and how much work has come online, how you personally, it seems like have been able to really, I don't know if leverage is quite the right word, but like really kind of hold space for folks to get 
online and connected even faster within the um, astrology community. So that some of these, like, even though you don't have the in-person meetups, you know, that that community is still able to thrive um, across space and time, uh, you know, even, even now. Yeah, very much so. at, At the beginning of quarantine, especially like we were doing a lot of why we, I mean, like astrologers on the internet. Um, <laughs> we were doing a lot of like Zoom hangouts and just, you know, someone would tweet. Most of the astrologers, like we connect on Twitter. And so someone would tweet like, hey, I'll host the Zoom hang later today, 6 p.m., whatever, and like DM me for the link. And a bunch of us would just get on and talk to each other and talk about what was happening. And that was really special for sure. And there's still a group of astrologers. We started talking, maybe there was like six of us. We started talking in early April and we just haven't stopped. Like we just have a group text <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that we just continuously, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Big astrology mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> astrology is a wide world. And unlike me, I think a lot of our listeners do speak astrology, so they'll understand you, but I'm excited <laughs> to learn more. There's a lot of different kinds of astrology, but one of your particular areas of interest is timing. Can you tell us more about what that means and how you use astrology in that way? Yeah. So. I think like most people come into astrology by learning, you know, they have their sun sign and they learn there's their moon sign and they have a whole birth chart. And yeah, that kind of leads to this area of self-understanding and self-acceptance and just getting to learn more about yourself, which is so invaluable. And I think a lot of astrologers do focus a lot on that. Like when, when you're having a reading with an astrologer, they'll tell you, you know, about yourself and your psyche and your soul and how it has been developing or is developing. And I certainly do that, but most of my work is based off of timing. And so what that means is looking at your birth chart and kind of looking at the patterns that, you know, are inherent in your life and then looking at how they've played out over time and then how we can sort of like use that to predict what might come into the, in the future. So Yeah, most of my readings, it'll be like, well, I'll ask someone to tell me like what they want to focus on and say it's like love and career, which is most people want to know about. (laughs) Um, So like I'll, I'll ask what's going on right now. Has anything happened? you know, recently, usually there's some sort of like issue or problem, or even if they're just like wanting to know more. I can I can kind of look at their chart, look at what's been going on and what's to come. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean from timing. And and then I use a lot of specific and particular timing techniques. Um, and I combined a lot of different techniques to kind of narrow in on what, you know, what's to come. Again, it I lean predictive in that way. And I'm not really necessarily being like not prediction and like, you're going to meet a man with red hair in (laughs) (laughs) June of next year or whatever, but more like, this is going to be a time where, you know, career is going to be a big focus or expect this year to be kind of a grind and like, you're going to be working a lot or, you know, be sure to kind of pay extra attention to health issues at this period of time, things like that. How did you get into astrology? I I don't know exactly because <laughs> it's kind of been one of those things where I've always known I've always known I was a Scorpio and always been extremely proud of that fact. Um and that's as long as I can remember as also as long as I can remember I've always been obsessed with birthdays. And so I remember like kids from preschool, I remember their birthdays. It's just like this weird thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember my first grade teacher's son's birthday too. Um, Don't know why. (laughs) Don't know why my brain decided to keep that information, but I've always known birthdays were special long before I knew about like astrology even. And then come like 11, 12 years old, I, I was a boy crazy you know, preteen. I, I think I was boy crazy from the get, but um, <laughs> but I remember like you know the internet being a thing and and researching like the most compatible. I was just looking to see like what signs were compatible with which signs, so that I could like 
you know, give that information to my friends who did not care at all, but I, I cared a lot. Um, and then in 2012, um, I had a friend who was like, Hey, did you know that there was like other signs? Like you have like a moon sign or something. Like she didn't really know what it was either, but I was like, immediately like, okay, tell me more. And that's when I, and I was, I was also like, why don't I know this already? Like, this seems like something that I should be telling her and not the other way around. Um, and so, yeah, that night I found out I was a Pisces rising and Aries moon. And then I remember being home, maybe like a couple of days later, being home at my parents and Googling birth chart and then typing in my information on one of the links and then seeing my chart for the first time and feeling so, I don't know, witnessed. And um, it was just such a magical moment. And I literally didn't sleep that night. I just stayed up (laughs) all night and kept researching. And I just needed to know everything I could about my chart and about astrology and I just never stopped. Oh my gosh. I love this like from birth meet cute with astrology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Meant to be. (laughs) My dad was always, my dad's always been obsessed with space and he had me memorize all the planets and their order from the sun when I was like eight or nine years old too. So like the planets and that vocabulary has like always been around. yeah, it just somehow it all came together when I was what, like twenty one or something. Um, yeah, right when I turned twenty one. <laughs> so we have the like moment of all those pieces coming together, and I imagine for like I know we definitely have folk, we have folks listening who are professional astrologers, but I think a lot of folks are probably at that beginning place of like, oh, or maybe we do know our moon and rising now. What does the journey look like to go from? Well, I mean, besides staying up all night, of course, from, <laughs> to go from being like, oh, there's a whole world to, to being at a place where this is your, your vocation. Yeah, I think, for, I think that that journey is going to be different for people nowadays versus like seven years ago, just because astrology has like had a moment since then, or is like in a yes. moment even. <laughs> But for me, and I think a lot of like millennials, especially like millennials my age and older, um, we came into it just through like Googling, just through like looking at things on the internet and kind of having to discern what, you know, what was, had some basis in something and what didn't. And a big part of it for me um, was, cause I was just, you know, I was just taking all the information that I could um, and then doing as many charts as I could. So I did, I've probably done thousands of charts. I wow. can't keep track, but I remember, you know, just being at parties. That's all I would do at parties is talk to people <laughs> and do their charts. Um, I went to art school, so it wasn't like super weird, <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, literally no one knew, like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't popular like it is now. So like, you know, people just didn't know anything um, and or besides their sun sign. And so I was doing charts really, really early and just kind of like talking to people about their lives and looking at the chart and all of that. But um, in terms of like how to solidify my studies, that was really difficult. And I was reading books and getting books wherever I could, but the astrology podcasts hosted by Chris Brennan was really a huge resource for me and still is. And I think a lot of, especially younger astrologers, but astrologers in general feel that way about Chris's show. And that that's what introduced me to traditional astrology and Hellenistic astrology, which gave me a framework to base all of this information that I was getting off of. And I just like really quickly fell in love with traditional astrology and yeah, it provided a structure and a container for all that knowledge. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. I think that plus that, that's what really helped me kind of solidify things in my brain so that I was able to like, you know, it it took years to kind of figure out how to approach clients and approach charts in an almost like systematic way and figure out how that worked for me. 
Um, but what happened was, so I was working, I went to, I went to art school. I majored in photography. I had been working in the industry, you know, from basically from the beginning because I interned as early as I could and I was interning at magazines and yeah. So I started working in the industry right away after I graduated, started working in production and then moved to an advertising agency for a couple of years and there I was a producer. And what that means is like, I was an art buyer and a producer. So I was like buying stock photography and videos and music, but then I was also um, organizing photo shoots and doing everything that goes into that. So like hiring everyone and organizing the crews and traveling a lot for photo shoots and video shoots and stuff like that. And that was such, it was such like a important time in my life because it made me realize like that I just couldn't deal with like working for working for a company that worked for companies that I just didn't give a shit about. Like yep. I just couldn't care that much about <laughs> Verizon and like getting this like shoot done for Verizon. Like I cared because it was my job, but it got to the point where I was just like, God, this just, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I was so overworked and underpaid and it just got to be such a grind more and more difficult. But um, this company that I worked for, it was a worldwide company. Um, there was like a thousand people in my office in New York. And then like there was branches all, all across the world. Um, and so we had Slack, obviously. And I had started a Slack channel called Astrology. <laughs> and that's where I would start like that's where I started writing. So I would just write things like, Hey, the moon's void today. Like if you, you know, whatever, if your meetings start to feel X, Y, and Z, this is why, like things like that. Um, full moon today. So you might be feeling this and people started subscribing to it and people started being like, like stopping me in the office being like, you're the astrology girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me about myself and like all those annoying things. And I just started <laughs> becoming known in the office for being an astrologer. Um, this is before I started doing readings even and people across the, like people in Brazil and people in London and in San Francisco, like all over were like messaging me on Slack and <laughs> telling me that they read my channel and all this stuff. And yeah, that just, that really made me realize like, okay, I have something that people like and want more of. And like, this could be something. And, and once I started to really like hate being in the office and that was really starting to like, like physically, my body just felt like it was like screaming every time I was in the office. And I realized like, okay, I'm going to need to find a way to, to not like to basically make astrology my full-time thing because like I can't keep this up for much longer. And I quit. I actually elected. I, so I picked a moment in time to quit that job. Um, and it was one of my my like finest elections, I think, because <laughs> it went really well. And I quit that job. My last day was like on, a, on an eclipse, um, a solar eclipse in Cancer. And it felt really good. I didn't have any, I didn't have anything lined up. I was just like, I got to do this. This is my moment. And I did it. Um, and I did get another job after that within the industry, but it was a lot less stressful and more low key. So I could actually spend time working on my astrology. And I just kind of like me, I, I saw the transits coming up for me and I knew that 2019 was going to be a big year for my career. And so I just kind of set myself up for that and made a website and, you know, started offering, I, I was already doing readings at this point, but not, it wasn't like set up on my website in like a streamlined way. So I, I kind of set myself up for that. And yeah, that's why I love astrology because it's like, you can see what's coming and like prepare. Um, and I'm very much into preparing. I have my chart ruler, my the ruler of my whole chart is is Jupiter and Virgo. So I have that Virgo energy of like just wanting to <laughs> to prepare. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Fast forward to like, you know, doing readings for um, a year and a half or so in, this, in like a, a more formal capacity. And last year I was just, I was working full time doing readings almost every day. And 
also writing. I wrote a book last year. Like I was just, I was doing too much. <laughs> As I'm, I usually am doing too much. Like I'm still doing too much, but doing all of that on top of working was just a lot. And then my job, I, w- I was on contract basically. So I knew the contract was going to end at a certain point, And I just told myself, that's when I'm going to go full time. Like I just have to do it. And I did it. And somehow <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> I mean, you, you, de- you definitely helped and HBA definitely helped, you know, build my confidence and all that too. But yeah, I went full time March 1st, right when the, like I moved out of New York. Um, and at the end of February, that's when my job ended and March 1st full time and then pandemic hit and (laughs) (laughs) I somehow survived it and yeah, things have been going pretty well. So yeah. Awesome. I, I love a few things like that. Well, first of all, the, the Slack channel is maybe the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, I love the idea of you being in your corporate like ad environment, like with your astrology Slack channel, um, <laughs> it makes me very happy. Um, but like the, this wasn't like an overnight thing. Like you've been kind of planning and preparing and using your tool of astrology uh, to do it uh, for this moment for, for a while. So I, I'm not surprised that you went full time and things have been going well because you you used all the tools at your disposal to ensure that you were prepared. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, my last day at that job, I actually taught astrology to a bunch <laughs> of people, which was like a wild way to end three years at an ad agency. But yeah, it it wasn't overnight. It was very much like a like when I first started seven years ago or whatever, I remember thinking, oh yeah, this is something I'll do when I, when I retire and like, I'll be in like my sixties or something and I'll finally, you know, open up a practice. And then I realized like, oh no, I had to do this now because <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't do office culture anymore. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like a, a, it's been a long time and a lot of just intense study and a shit ton of chart readings like so I've almost every single I remember like for years like almost every person I would meet like you know if I'm hanging out and I'm a very social person so I met I've met a lot of people but um I would just always do people's charts I'd love to know I mean I guess maybe I have so many questions I'm gonna try and write it in um or or keep them in order I was like I should take notes (laughs) first of all uh since you've gone full time, what is, what has been like the most, I don't know, like maybe delightful surprise about that. And what has been a challenge that you've experienced? It's weird because me going full time has, it's like coincided with the year that is 2020 and of like everything that's happened this year. Um, so like I went full time and then like the pandemic hit and then also my Saturn return happened Oh, <laughs> all, like all at once basically. So like April, May, June, like March, April, May was like Saturn return time for me. And then also, you know, toward, at the end of May, there was the uprisings and the protests and that coincided with like my Instagram following blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, with the effort to like, you know, what was it? Hashtag like something black voices, something like that. Um, basically a lot of people were, I got, I gained a lot of followers like all at once, like beginning of June, I had less than 5,000 followers at this point. I have like, I don't know, over 17,000 it's the beginning of September. So it's like, just happened literally all at once that coincided with like an eclipse that was whatever. I'm not going to even get into the strategy of it, but I wasn't expecting that. And it kind of made me be like, okay, I have to like use this and like, I have a platform, I have to use it sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, what was the question? (laughs) I was like, I mean, that, that is an answer. Like, yeah. I was asking if there's anything that was like a kind of like a delightful surprise about oh, going yeah. full time. Yeah. yeah, I think for me the like the delightful surprise I think was just 
that people really did want to support me in my work and that people like, even though I felt like I'm not producing enough content, like I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I've, I've had a lot of followers on Twitter for a while. Twitter, I kind of blew up. I don't want to say I blew up, but like I got a lot of followers like at a pretty shorter, a shorter amount of time. I have like, I don't know, basically the same amount I say I have on Instagram now, but Twitter was so much easier for me and less, less anxiety producing because I didn't have to like curate a feed. Like I just, I could just tweet whatever I wanted to. Um, so Instagram was always kind of like a bane for me in that way. And like gaining all those followers without really like putting in the work to like make content necessarily. I was making, I have been making content, but not really. Um, that was a surprise to me because I'm like, oh, people just like want to support me. And, you know, it's not really about the fact that I'm like turning out content left and right. It's more about like, they like who I am and what I have to say when I do say something. And that yes. was a really nice surprise. Um, and also just like, yeah, I don't know, people like ever since launching and kind of I made like a Google form for testimonials and like I read these testimonials and I'm just like, oh, wow, like I'm actually doing <laughs> really good work and people really like it. And it's not just like, I don't know, it's not just one sided in that way. Like people, it's it feels really balanced. And so, um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm really grateful for my clients and the people who do support me in my work and like buy my webinars and or even just like people that comment on my on my posts and like DM me and send me really nice messages. That's just been really cool. And I think the challenge the challenges for me I think just well right now it's like figuring out what to say, how much to say. And again, like feeling like I'm not doing enough. I think that's Mm. really the biggest challenge for me right now. Like I'm not doing enough or saying enough. Um, and just trying to figure out how to like, I don't know, balance that and like, make sure that I'm using my platform in the right ways. And like, yeah, I think I just, it's hard because I'm, I do, like, I am the first to say I do too much and I'm like, I'm always <laughs> doing too much <laughs> and I have a really hard time, like not doing too much. Um, but because of that, because I'm like wearing so many hats and I don't really have a lot of help, like yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm just, hopefully, hopefully we'll hire someone. Um, which I'm, I'm going to talk to you about, I'm sure. Like, oh, please do. Uh, that's terrifying for me, but. Oh, it's so um, exciting. I'm like bringing <laughs> ear to ear. That's awesome. But yeah, I just, I think just figuring out like how to focus my energy enough so that I'm being purposeful and like following up on the things that I want to do or like I say I'm doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. It's like it's not often that I get to talk to somebody like on the show, like kind of at this moment where you're like six months in. <laughs> it's like an exciting kind of time where there's like enough time to be like, oh wow, some weird things have happened and some awesome things have happened and yeah. this was hard and this worked well. And yeah, it's it's kind of it's interesting to like to hear about that experience. I mean, and yeah, the massive like follower growth in the midst of everything. I, I can't I literally cannot imagine. Um, but it is cool that feeling that like, let me mention about the testimonials. Cause I think a lot of people don't think about that right away mm-hmm. or if they do, it's only through the lens of like, of like being able to share them for marketing, but getting to read and see that you're actually impacting people is, is so wild. It's like such a gift. It is. Yeah. I'm like always trying to like recommend that to people like Google forms. It's free. It's really easy. I just send people a link when I send them my like the recording from the reading, like if you feel inclined to to leave a testimonial, I'd be I'd appreciate it. And it's yeah, more than just for marketing because I have a lot more testimonials than I put on my website. But it's so nice to read and it's really affirming. Um, so yeah, I recommend everyone do that if you do any sort of service, even if you're like an artist or a photographer or anything. Um, it's good. It's good to know what people think. 
<laughs> after you yeah. deliver. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. We do, well, as you know, Kira, in uh, HBA, we do like a wins giveaway every quarter. And there are a lot of reasons we do it, but I do love seeing like everyone like being like, oh, this actually impacts people. It's like all the work we're doing is, is doing something. Um, right. <laughs> Important. Uh, it's, not just, it's not just us like, yeah, fiddling around with WordPress all day. <laughs> So something else I'd love to hear a little bit about, because you alluded to this and forgive my own ignorance, but um, you were talking about traditional and Hellenistic astrology creating the framework that helped you to put all these pieces together. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, so so there's a lot of different types of astrologies. Um, and what we what most people know of is more of like a modern contemporary framework i would say and that's basically often based off of like psychology and like a jungian framework even psychological and basically looking at the map as like a chart of our soul and our psyches um but in the what was it like the I'm really bad with like dates and facts and figures, but I would say in like the nineties, um, there was a project called project hindsight where basically like all of these ancient texts were, um, being rediscovered or yeah, like rediscovered, I guess I'm, I'm trying to be like really academic with this, but I'm, I don't know why I'm even trying. Cause I'm just not going to be, um, okay. this, this <laughs> I'm is a place where you can be as you are, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, basically a bunch of astrologers, uh, Robert Schmidt, Demetra George, I'm, uh, there's other astrologers I'm definitely should be mentioning that I'm forgetting. I know Chris Brennan had a hand in this as well, but a bunch of astrologers who could translate from ancient Greek or or Latin or whatever um, started to translate a lot of these texts. And what was uncovered was like, and these are all from like the Hellenistic era. And yeah, what was uncovered was the, the basics of a lot of the, like the whole system basically. And not like the true basics necessarily, but this is what was, developed during this era, especially during like, yeah, these like ancient Greek times, ancient Greek, Mesopotamia, all that. So that really like, these are, this is kind of like new old information in the sense that people who were doing astrology up until like the nineties, late eighties, nineties were basing it off of, I don't want to say it's incomplete information, but it wasn't a lot of it has been lost over time. Um, so now we have uncovered all of these ancient texts and seeing how the ancients used astrology and how different it was from the way that, you know, more modern contemporary astrologers um, were using it. So I guess to kind of like boil that down to the fact that there's, there's a system and uh, learning the system made everything it just kind of like like when you put your like when you wear glasses maybe not everyone who doesn't have poor eyesight like we do (laughs) but like if you you put glasses on for the first time things just like become clear um sort of like that and I think millennials gen z we there's this love for traditional astrology I think there's something about the tradition and knowing that like this is a tradition that was passed down from teacher to student for thousands of years. And um, now being able to have these texts is just so incredible. Um, and, it, and it uncovers not just like the foundation of the system, but like techniques to use that are like incredibly useful. Yeah, it just like adds so many layers to it and again, makes things a lot more clear and easier to understand. And there's like a why behind all of it. Um, there's like before before I knew about traditional astrology, it's like, okay, I know that there's 12 signs, 12 houses, there's the aspects, whatever, but there was just so much information to make sense of. Um, and not really much understanding as to like the why behind things. Okay. Yeah. Mars rules Aries and Scorpio, but in modern astrology, we're told that it's Pluto that rules Scorpio. 
But like, why besides that there's like an affinity there between Pluto and Scorpio or um, we learn, I, you know, you can learn why the opposition, two planets, 180 degrees from each other acts a certain way or like why that energy is a certain way. And there, there's just reasons behind it. And now we know the reasons and it's like really, really cool to, to learn that and to learn that there's like, there's a system and it's not just, I don't know, it's rooted in something, I guess it's rooted in a tradition. And that opened up so many doors to me and yeah, it just makes the whole thing that much more exciting in my, in my opinion. Oh, I love that. I'm definitely someone who's like, as I, those words, I was like, Ooh, like, <laughs> I, I love the history, but, um, I, I like, I like understanding like the framework of how something was developed and why, like the why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so much of like our, it makes sense. Like so many of our spiritual tools, like coming out of like the sixties and seventies were like kind of devoid of like why in culture mm-hmm. and, um, to start to be able to like rebuild that is really exciting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm always curious about how people work with people, not <laughs> that sounded <laughs> As an introvert, I'm like, how do you talk to people? I don't understand. Um, that's not what I meant. I meant um, when you are, you said you love doing readings and that like working with people in that one-on-one capacity as a consulting astrologer is what like really gets you going. How do you, how do you approach that work? Um, and, you know, kind of what are your goals when you are, are doing that, like providing that service and that insight? Yeah, I think... For me, I just want people to feel like, well, for one, I, I want to create a container. I want to create a, a safe and supportive space for someone to just like talk about whatever it is they need to talk about. Um, and that can be so many different things. But I think what astrology is so good for is like reflecting and and allowing people to like see themselves and see their patterning. Um, and also just like affirming, it's just so affirming. Like, and I think that's the main thing that I get out of it. And that a lot of people get out of it is like, you know, for me, it would, it would be like, I kind of have a feeling that this is like the new season of my life is going to be like this, or like, you know, and you kind of have like a feeling that, you know, things are going to change in some way or that like, oh, I have a feeling that I'm going to meet someone or whatever. Astrology can affirm that and even give you like a time period to look at. And like, it allows you to be so precise with how you, I guess, like flow with the natural currents of your life. So you're not, you're not feeling like you're missing out on something. And also like, yeah, you're able to take advantage um, of what's happening in, in a given moment or, or what's to come. So I, in my like consulting space or my consulting practice or whatever, um, I want to give people, yeah, the space to kind of like talk about whatever, whatever it is they need to talk about and receive advice on, and then give them something useful to leave with. And generally with, for me, that looks like timing, like you know, yeah, like for sure, I I can see you moving. You probably won't move until January or February, something like that. Like giving them something actionable to work, to use and work with, but also just like listening and affirming and again, reflecting like with someone can talk about their issues with their mother. And I can see that in the chart and the fact that you know, that's shown in the chart is, can be really affirming for someone, um, or there are issues with relationships, like, you know, yeah, on paper, I should be X, Y, and Z, but it's like, doesn't really matter what you should be like, because this is your chart, (laughs) and this is your patterning, and yeah, like, just kind of letting people know that, like, there's nothing wrong with them, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, everyone just has their own their own chart and their own patterning and their own timing. Um, and yeah, I think what I can help do is help people get like feel in alignment with their timing and also 
I think I get a lot of clients that are like me and that like, they want to know what's coming. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, helping people kind of understand that, like what's, what's to come and kind of how to like, yeah, how to like, not, not necessarily plan their life, but like knowing, okay, the next three years, like I'm building up to, I know 33 is going to be a huge year for me career wise. So like, here I am at 29 and, you know, I can kind of pace myself that way. Or like, you know, I want to start a family. Um, that's probably most likely to happen between like this time period in my life. So like I can kind of plan accordingly. Yeah. I think timing, like I'm just so obsessed with timing <laughs> for that reason, <laughs> because it's like, it's useful and people, you know, especially, especially during these times, things are so, um, up in the air and it's really hard to feel like you have like a steady ground underneath you. And I think astrology can help with that. Oh, that's so powerful. And like, I love this idea that that gives you almost like these windows or like these areas of focus or a sense of the pacing, like you were talking about, like, if I know that 33 is going to be a big year, then like how powerful to be like, okay, cool. So you don't have to do it all this year. Right. <laughs> like too. Yes. Like you can also give yourself like some breathing room or, or yeah, the sense of pace. I imagine that for, I mean, you mentioned your own story, but I was like, oh, for business, this sounds very useful. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, is that, is, is this how you chose your course launch for next year? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, like even my podcast launch, I I chose this date like a year ago or something. I didn't know it was going to be the podcast launch, but I knew I was going to launch something on that day. Um, yeah, I'm. I have I have dates planned in 2022 already. I don't know what I'm going to use for them, but <laughs> I know but when the astrology is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about, about your podcast and then maybe we can hear a preview of about your course as well. <laughs> yeah. The podcast, it's called The Astrology Show. I just launched it, uh, I guess, a week ago. That's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, we just we have three episodes out. Um, wow. And it's really just about, it's just conversations with me and other astrologers. Yeah, over the years, I've just noticed like, you know, have conversations with astrologers and they're so enriching. They make me feel so good inside. And there's been so many times where I'm like, I wish I could have recorded this or like, I should just <laughs> pull my phone and like record this because yeah, I mean, so much, so much goodness is shared between astrologers. And so I just wanted to like create a space, like a, a container basically to capture that and yeah, I, I think there's so many really good astrology podcasts out there, but something I was kind of missing was just like conversations. And um, I, I think the great thing about, about the astrology community is that like we do, like astrologers really do love each other so much and um, we love to talk to each other. And I think there is a sort of like respect amongst like different um, approaches. And at least, I mean, like some, I'm sure some astrologers are out there listening to me, like rolling their eyes, like they don't feel that way at all. But this is how I feel <laughs> <laughs> about the community. Um, I mean, most of my like best friends are astrologers at this point. So um, yeah, I just really wanted to like kind of create a platform for people to like just have casual conversations about astrology sharing a lot of different viewpoints on things because I think that that's the best way to learn is to like hear things from a bunch of different types of astrologers because you'll hear like really really enriching and like oh what's the word I'm looking for I don't know I'm vocabulary is not my thing but um <laughs> really uh yeah the different viewpoints are, are really important in my opinion. That's awesome. We'll make sure we link that up in the show notes so everyone can go and check it out. And I feel, it sounds like kind of like a, like a behind the scenes on your, your astrology, like conversations and zoom meetings that we get to like peek in on, which. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first, I don't know, eight episodes are all going to be just like focused on the planets. So we have the sun. The first episode was called Why Astrology. And that was a really beautiful conversation I had with three other astrologers who I just like deeply admire 
um, Sam Reynolds and Bear River and Ari Felix. Um, and then, yeah, after that, we started with the planets. So I have the sun is out, the moon, um, and we're going to go through each of the planets. And I'm having conversations with like awesome astrologers about, about each of these planets um, to kind of just like do a really deep dive in so that people, especially people who are newer to astrology, can kind of have a really nice like foundation because um, it really all starts with the planets. So, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Maybe I'll finally learn something. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I know I will. And then, yeah, can we get a preview of the of the, the astrology course? Yes. <laughs> What's coming? Yeah. So the course is going to be basically like what what I wish I had <laughs> mm, yeah. um, starting out. Yeah, it's I'm starting with fundamentals, and so it's just going to be like the basics. Um, and from a, a more like traditional Hellenistic viewpoint, um, but you know, going through the history and the philosophy for sure, and then just getting into like the planets, the science, the houses, the aspects, and how to put it together and um, read charts basically. And then I think I'm going to do like a follow up, um, another course for timing techniques. Because that's like something in and of itself. And I don't think I, I don't think I want to fit it in all in once. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that the course will be like kind of really good for like a broad um, spectrum of people, but particularly people who want to learn astrology might not necessarily like want to become astrologers, but like just really want to understand like how to use it and yeah, I'm hoping it, that it'll just be like super accessible and easy to understand and give people like a really good foundation and like baseline to go off of. And so with that, you can learn a lot of different other types of astrology, but um, just starting with a really solid foundation of the basics, that's that's what I'm hoping to provide. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to do that. And I can't wait to, to see those updates. Where can folks find you on the internet if they want to, to plug in, they want to get on. I was like, do you have a wait list for the course yet? <laughs> they, can, they can get on the wait list. They can uh, come and listen to the show. Where are you? Yeah, I don't have a wait list for the course, but <laughs> I'll think about that. That's something, maybe I'll bring that up in HBA because I haven't even thought about that, but <laughs> that's come smart. Come on over. We'll talk about wait lists. <laughs> Um, you can find me, my website is theastrology.com, um, T-H-E-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com. And, um, you can book a reading with me there. I'm pretty sure I'm like booked. I don't know when this is coming out, but I'm pretty much probably booked until November at this point. Um, but yeah, what else? That's, that's there. I do electional astrology too. Um, which is helping you pick a date to begin something. So whether it's wedding or launching your website or your business, anything like that, um, I can help with that. Um, I also do like events and stuff, but that's not really happening right now. Um, <laughs> and webinar, I have webinars for sale there too. And I have a bunch of different stuff. So check out my website. Um, I'm on the socials at The Astrology. Um, on Twitter, it's the astrology underscore. I spend most of my time on Twitter, I guess. I guess I'm in between both Instagram and Twitter. And then I have a Patreon, which is for my monthly meetup group called Deep Seekers. You can just patreon.com slash the astrology. Um, and then my show is the astrology show. That's like anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's the video. I have videos on YouTube as well. Um, of the conversations. And I have a Patreon for that too. And that's the patreon.com slash the astrology show. Um, and yeah, I am excited about that Patreon page too, because we're doing AMAs every month. And also you can enter to win a free reading with me on the air, which I'm super pumped for. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's it. I have a book. <laughs> Um, yeah. it's called Pisces. It's all about Pisces. Uh, you can find it and booksellers. It's like 
It's it's through Barnes and Noble, but it's on like Amazon and all the other places. And then my magazine Influx Mag is on a hiatus right now, but I'm pretty sure we're going to bring that back next year and do like mm-hmm. an annual print edition. And I'm very, very excited about that because magazines are like my first love and Influx is great. So check that out, Influx Mag. Um, that's N-F-L-U-X. And yeah, I think awesome. that's it. <laughs> We didn't even get to talk about that. I my my past life of interning and my first jobs were all at magazines too. Oh so wow, that's a whole, a whole that's another conversation. But, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Sometime. I'm like, ooh, print magazine, yay! <laughs> um, we will link all of this up in the show notes um, as well, so y'all can easily click over and go find Kira. Too many too many last words of wisdom for us today. Um, yeah, I think you know the astrology of 2020 is a lot, as you've might have already noticed it's a lot um and just know that like we're gonna get through it and I think it's really important that people are being extra kind to themselves and their and their bodies during this time because it's like we haven't had astrology like this in a really long time and it's not like I don't want to say it's like not, it's definitely not normal, I guess. But what I, I guess the main point is that like, it's okay that you're not functioning as you quote unquote normally would during this time because everything is nuts. And the astrology also shows that it's nuts. And, you know, I think it's not going to be as nuts in 2021. It'll still be a lot, but it's not like this. And so just know that we just got it. We got to get through these couple of months and, you know, things are, things are going to change for sure. Well, thank you for leaving us with that. I know I appreciate it. And thank you for taking the time to be here today. This has been such a delight. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And thank you everyone listening at home. Make sure you go and you check out Kira and you buy her webinars and get on the waitlist that doesn't exist yet, but maybe we'll get it up and go and book a reading. And I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. You're the reason that we're here. Bye for now.